You're listening to the New World To Go podcast with your hosts, Redbird and BDLG. Hello and welcome to another episode of New World To Go. I'm your host, Redbird, and with me is BDLG, uh, Bordy. Uh, dude, we, we're doing another show, a weekly cadence. We're back. We're back on track. We're back on the path of of uh, a weekly episode. How are you doing tonight, buddy? Good, man. Yeah, I think that it's going to feel good being back on a weekly episode uh, cadence, man. It's I, I miss it when we don't do it, you know? Yeah, and you know, with the preview event, we've had a lot of uh, interesting things to talk about. We're going to continue to go along that path tonight, kind of talk about the statistics that they put up on Twitter uh, some pretty eye-opening numbers, man. It's kind of cool to see all this stuff. I'm I'm deeply responsible for one of these numbers. We'll talk more about that on the episode. And then uh, we're going to go into, you know, after like reviewing these numbers and how large they are and how active players were during the preview event, we want to think about ways that New World can keep people logging in every day and keep these numbers up there in the millions and and keep uh, your players, uh, you know, invested in the time that they spend in the tournament. So, Real quick, before we get into the actual content of the web, uh, the the uh, episode, we want to talk a little bit about New World Fans, our website, and the company promotion feature, and something we're going to do really cool uh, on upcoming episodes of New World to Go. Bordy, I'll let you break the news this time. I want you to tell people about our plans for the company feature. Yeah, so the company feature is going to be pretty cool. So if you go sign up. Uh, for a company at some point in the future, we're going to be featuring a company on the podcast uh, every week and then potentially featuring a company on the website as well. So that's so if you want a way to promote your company, uh, there you go. There's a there's a way to promote your company on newworldfans.com. Yes, sir. And we can't wait to, you know, it's going to be cool. Uh, we uh, obviously have our own company and and we try to promote that on the podcast for people to join. But it's going to be see, uh, cool to see other people's approach to how they're, you know, why they have their company and, and, and uh, you know, what they're going to use their company for. So we're excited to have that feature on the podcast and that'll be coming up soon. So uh, go over there and register your company on New World Fans. Uh, so Bordy, tonight we're going to talk a, a course about the stuff that I spoke of a little bit, but w- before we do that, there's an interesting Reddit post and something that, you know, I kind of talked a little bit about during the preview event. And I know, I think you've probably visited that on your stream as well, uh, is the, the camps, the localized camps, uh, building a camp out in the, uh, you know, in the world of Eternum for a respawn point and how that affects PVP. And uh, the Reddit post was just simply kind of mentioning that there should be a way for players that are flagged for PvP to burn other people's camps that are flagged for PvP. And and uh, from my experiences, Bordy, and you can kind of talk a little bit about yours uh, as well, uh, I noticed that it almost creates this uh, unintended advantage for, for you to kill somebody near their camp and for them to just respawn with full health and be able to run at you again before you have time to recover. Uh, that seems unintended. Uh, I would like for them to see or find ways, uh, creative ways for uh, other players to be able to destroy your camp if you're out in the wild, if you're on a different faction or even a different company. What are your thoughts on that, Bordy? 
Yeah, I think so, man. I think that there should definitely be something addressed there because we did get into a few fights where it was just constant respawning and constant fighting, which was which was pretty fun. But at some point, whenever the game goes live, it's like, do you really want that type of interaction whenever you PvP? I, I don't think so. I don't think that's good, really good for the game. I think that once if I kill somebody, man, I want to have the satisfaction of killing them and making them at least have to respawn back. Uh, somewhere messing up their progress somehow. I don't want them to be able to respawn right there at that camp with really no consequence other than a little, uh, other than, you know, uh, uh, equipment durability hit. So I guess at some point, you know, it also kind of promotes griefing in a way, right? Like if you have somebody that's coming back from their camp and they just keep respawning back and wanting to fight you over and over and over, and you're not trying to do that, well, then if you kill them enough times, then they're all their gear is going to break and they're not going to be able to repair it anymore. And then they're going to be forced to go back. Well, that, that is kind of a little bit of a griefing scenario or, you know, I, I don't know, man. I just, I, I feel like that does need to be addressed, whether, whether you can just destroy the camp or maybe if you're flagged for PVP, whenever you got into the world, there's like a 30 second respawn timer or something like you can't respawn at your camp for 30 seconds or, or something to that effect. I think destroying the camps would be better. Cause then that would be, it'd be kind of fun to go find somebody's camp that's flagged for PVP as well. And then you can destroy their camp and they don't even know it. You know, that might be kind of fun to do. And then an added, uh, a little bit of an added risk whenever you're PVPing, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned maybe increase to every time you die, there's a progressively increasing respawn timer or something like that. We had several instances when we were playing in the preview event and having, you know, in PVP where you kill a guy and they choose to despawn or, you know, respawn back in their camp. And then you kill them again and they just keep respawning. And, and, you know, in a way it feels like you are griefing them. But at the same time, like that player should have understood at that point, maybe I should respawn in the nearest outpost. Yeah, they're out not, for blood, man. They think they're yeah. going to keep, they think they're going to come get you. And then they just, they never succeed. And yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, or it can happen in a negative way where you just won this awesome battle uh, in PvP and you're like seconds away from dying, but you were able to pull out the victory. And then all of a sudden this guy respawns with full health and comes and finishes you off. And all of a sudden your victory means nothing uh, because you died. <laughs> you end up yeah, dying. Exactly. In a, yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, I would like to see them in some way uh, kind of fix that system to, to better tailor uh, to people that are actually flagged for PVP uh, in PVE. I think it's awesome to have a camp and to create a spawn point where you're trying to farm or, level up or do missions and stuff like that. But in PVP, it kind of has an unintended effect. I think that they definitely need to look into for sure. Uh, so Bordy, uh, let's get right into those preview event stats. Now these are pretty eye opening. Uh, Greg, uh, posted these on his Twitter account or retweeted them, I think. Uh, so that's, you know, uh, it's uh, the accomplishment of the success of the preview event we've kind of went over on previous episodes is pretty amazing, man. Uh, it's awesome to see how excited people are about New World. And these numbers are kind of an insight into that excitement. So uh, we're going to kind of, we can, you know, if you, uh, I'll give you an opportunity to kind of speak on each of these uh, as we go through them. But uh, 11.5 million missions completed, Bordy. Uh, so, I mean, how many people were playing the preview event, man? 11.5. So at one point in time, I looked on the Steam on uh, Steam and went to the Community Hub, and I seen that there were over 55,000 concurrent players on at that point in wow. time. So that's a lot of players on uh, concurrently at one point in time. I mean, I think at that point, that probably would have put it in like the top three 
three games on Steam concurrently played, Dude, which, that's... which like you know, Counter Strike is always up there, and then uh, there's a couple of other ones that are always really, really high on the list. I th- is, is Dota one? I think Dota might be yeah, one. I don't yeah, know. It usually so is anyway. Those, yeah, those two are both always one and two, and then there's uh, you know something vying for third. And I think at that point that would have put New World pretty close to to third, at least in the top three or five or something, which is incredible for a preview event. That's insane. But that's just concurrent players at that time that I checked. So they're. Man, I don't know how that extrapolates out into how many players actually played during the preview event, but my gosh, dude, if there was 11.5 million missions completed, you, uh, I, that has to be a staggering amount of players that were playing, right? Like, that's Absolutely. incredible. I mean, I know that maybe myself completed like 30 missions the entire time because I got... Number one, like, you know, obviously the mission system needs a little bit of work. They're not the most interesting things to do over and over again. Uh, but you know, I, I'm sure there are people that never made it to the mission, you know, the mission place or, you know, uh, there were some that did more than I did obviously as well. So, uh, you know, it's interesting to look at that. I, I mean, you would think hundreds of thousands of people played the game for sure. Right. I would think so, man. Maybe, maybe upwards, of, maybe, maybe upwards of a million. I, I don't know. Logged in, you know, maybe not played a whole, you know, a ton or whatever, but at least checked it out. Cause that's, that's a lot of missions, man. But I guess. I guess if every person did like 30 missions, I don't know what the math is there, but I mean, I, I don't know, dude. That just it seems like a lot to me. It's it's somewhere, I mean, within, you know, you know, 300, 400, 500,000 people if they did 30. But, but yeah, you know, again, you have to kind of average that out with people that literally didn't do a mission. Yeah, uh, so, I, I would assume it's safe to say four to 500,000 people. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's very safe. Pre- and And yeah. you made a good point earlier that, you know, this game was a preview event. It was only available to people that uh, had pre-ordered the game. They got in through like a draw system with the beta invite and stuff, or like the preview invite. So this wasn't just open to the public to test. So, you know, these numbers are pretty solid, man. So you think about, you know, do they have that many pre-orders? Do they have 200, 300,000 pre-orders? I don't know, man. We'll see. I don't. I didn't see a, a specific number on how many people they actually, you know, invited into the game that weren't already part of the, you know, or that didn't pre-order during the event, you know. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if they. I doubt they ever released that information, but um, yeah, these numbers are pretty staggering. And, and again, it's awesome to see this level of excitement surrounding the game. I think people are really hungry uh, for more New World, and and so hopefully we get another preview event announcement soon. So 1,200 total wars, 400 total invasions. Uh, those, these are in-game content that they didn't open up, but, uh, you know, you know, uh, halfway or even longer than halfway through the preview event, man. And, and this is, uh, these were timed events. So, it, you know, obviously the war thing is you have to kind of create some type of conflict through players. So, and that kind of ties into this mission stat as well. So 1,200 wars, Bordy, uh, and we're going to talk Dude. a little bit about that, uh, you know, how the war system kind of is in tied to the overall like participation and success of New World. But what do you think? Twelve hundred wars is pretty insane. Well, the way the game works, man, twelve hundred. Whenever we're talking about eleven point five million missions, and then we drop that down to one thousand two hundred total wars. Listen, man, twelve hundred wars is a lot based because the way the game works, man, you have to undermine the territory, and that's a back and forth battle, right? Like that's a that's a back and forth battle. You know, Covenant could have have it halfway undermined, and then the the controlling syndicate 
uh, faction could come in there and they could push it back the other direction. So it's just like a, a back and forth battle. So so for that ultimately to be 1,200 wars o- over a course of a 10-day preview event, and like you said, they didn't even open that up until, you know, they pro- there's probably, what, six or seven days maybe that, that wars are even possible or maybe less. Yeah, maybe less than that even. So 1,200 wars happened over the course of, you know, six days. That's insane, dude. That's and 400 invasions. That's a that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Well, okay. so this is what's interesting to me or this is and I know we're going to get more into this later, but 1,200 wars. Is that enough? Like, you know, obviously there's multiple servers, so this all wasn't in one server, one player demographic, but. Is that an is that too much or, or you know not enough conflict on a server as far as like territory goes? You know, do they need to look at these numbers and maybe titrate the you know how easy it is to siege a, a you know a, a territory or a settlement based off of these numbers? Or what are your thoughts? That that's a lot of I like, I do overall I, war. I do, but I think I think. Uh, they definitely need to take a look at it. I, I, I can't speak on whether or not it was like the number of wars per server were were good or not, because I don't know how many wars happen per server. doesn't tell us that. But but I, I'm sure they will take all this information to look at it and determine like a better a better system or determine if their system is working as intended or, or whatever. I don't know. The answer to your question, though, right now is I, I don't know. I don't know if it's working as intended or not. But I mean, I, I would like to see wars quite a bit. I mean, I think we'll get into that here later on in the episode. But but I, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know whether or not that's that's good or bad. Yeah. So you had mentioned four hundred invasions. That's quite a bit. I think those are you know dependent upon like NPC and 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 you know territories being invaded and everything like that. Seven hundred or two hundred and ninety five. Million enemies killed, seventy nine point five million corrupted, and eight million turkeys. It's uh, a lot, that, man. Listen, dude. Yeah. I want to. This is going to be a public service announcement for everybody that listens to New World to Go and Beyond. I want to put this message out there. Okay, turkeys are taking over Eternum, and you know they mentioned seventy nine point five million corrupted, but Bordy, I'm looking at the eight million turkeys. That that's. Important work there, man. I know I did my part of the turkey killing. Uh, you know, uh, dude, we got to watch out for the turkeys. I, to my mind, that number should be up with the number of corrupted. Bordy, they're just as influential on a tournament, and we got to be careful or else turkeys will take over. Uh, what are your thoughts on turkeys? I mean, uh, they're turkeys, dude. It's it's fine. My four-year-old had a lot of fun running around killing turkeys. Yeah, maybe maybe yeah. me and him, like we... Probably say, jive, yeah. Dude, he'd we, probably we, kill you in PvP. But. We took over. We protected you. You, you know, you mindless, uh, you know, uh, zombies who are walking around thinking the turkeys aren't doing anything. You know, they're no threat. Me and your boy, dude, we were saving you while you walked around, you know. Uh, okay. And 430 million pieces of hemp collected. I like how they pointed that out separately. Uh, Dude, that's a lot. Of, that's insane, man. It, a lot. The, the gathering in this game, and I want to say this again, it's it's pleasurable, man. I don't get a lot of fun out of that in most games, but dude, it's fun to go out there and and the sound in New World and the peace that you get from like you know gathering and and chopping logs and and mining and all that stuff, dude. I'm excited for the actual launch of the game where that stuff is going to be meaningful. I'll probably. 
uh, have many a grind sessions of going out there and gathering. So it's kind of cool that obviously players feel the same way. 430 million pieces of hemp gathered, dude. <laughs> it's pretty staggering when you start looking at that stuff, man. That's cr- that's crazy. Yes, and and this is another thing that we've talked about on the on the podcast, but this is another statistic to put out. Syndicate was had the most members and the most territories controlled. Uh, so you know we've talked a lot about this, and it's something that they're going to have to work out. You know what? How? What are they going to do to prevent one of the particular factions from taking over? Because it seems that direct that's directly correlated with. Uh, you know, most members and most territory controlled, Bordy. Uh, so what are they going to, you know, what are, you know, a quick glance at this kind of makes you hope like they have some system or they'll have some system in place at launch to kind of help balance these uh, divisions in the uh, particular factions. Yeah, it's tough, man. That's it. That's that. I think that's one of the challenges they're going to face for sure. And then how do they prevent one guild from getting completely overpowered, even if they cap it at 50? So you cap it at 50, but then you have some of these enormous guilds, like some of them from Eve online that have thousands of people at play. You have them come over here and then they just create sub guild, sub guild, sub guild, sub guild, sub guild. They have, they have, you know, 800 of the thousand people playing on that one server and they're all syndicate. Well, then what do you do? You know what I mean? Like, how do you control th- that type of behavior? I don't know. I don't know the right. answer to that, man. The only thing, the only thing that pops into my mind immediately is that you have to cap the number of each each uh, faction on at that time. So, like, only three hundred and thirty three covenant can be on at a time. Only three hundred and thirty three syndicate. Only three hundred and thirty three marauders at that time. And then you, you get put into a queue. Like if you're a syndicate and there's already 333 syndicate, one of them has to log out before you log in type of thing. That's the only mm. thing I could think that would, that would help. But then, but then that sucks, right? Nobody yeah. wants to sit there in a queue and wait for that. That's awful. So, so I don't know, man, I don't know what the, what the answer is that they're, they're going to look at they're I, I guarantee you they look at it now because they have a lot of, they have a lot of good data to look at. And I think that's one of the very positive things that came from all these people playing and all these stats they released. I think they'll definitely take a look at all these. Yeah, man, it's, it's going to be a problem, like you said, and, and hopefully they can uh, find ways to combat it, find ways to make, you know, something that makes sense that doesn't involve limiting players in a certain faction in a certain, um, yeah, I don't want to see that. That that would be a very big, uh, issue that a lot of players have if they do that just because they don't want to prevent people from not being able to play with their friends that's a big thing in every mmo yeah just limiting that feeling because that's that's enough for people to quit playing your game in general yeah so I, was, I don't think that's the right solution i just this the only solution that popped into my mind i, I don't want to see that at all yeah we'll we'll see we'll see hopefully i mean obviously like you said they've got a lot of data now so hopefully they figure out a way to to prevent that and that makes sense uh, so, Bordy, going into our main topic of the episode, looking at all these statistics, uh, what does New World need to do to keep people logging in every day? How do they keep the number of turkeys killed up in the millions on a day, on a weekly, monthly basis, man? Because, you know, it, it's very challenging. It's something that all MMOs struggle to do is to, to maintain player bases during the lulls or during, like, gaps in new content and stuff like that. So we're going to look at some of the things that people have tried in other MMOs and, and how we kind of look at them as being like, you know, positive or negative and in, in our individual takes on these certain things. And I know this isn't the right order on the thing, but I'm going to go here first because I think it's the most common one that, that MMOs try to do. And one of the, I think one of the most despised ones out of any player base, daily quests, daily quests, Bordy. 
what are your take on that being an in-game feature that keeps people logging in on a daily basis to kind of keep, you know progressing and and earning new things in game having to complete a certain quest or multiple quests on a daily basis they're awful is what they are daily quests should not be a thing and i hope they don't add them into new world that is a band-aid to a much larger problem if you have to have daily quests to make somebody log into your game every day then you read you need to reassess your game like i think having daily quests maybe as as something that you get maybe a small reward for something like that is whatever but if you're using that to as an incentive for people to log in every day that's an awful way to do it because that's just, that is a band-aid. And what happens is people will log in, they'll do the daily quest, and then they log right back out. And that doesn't promote good gameplay. You want you want to give people a reason to log in and not only log in, but to to play your game every day. You want people to be logging in and actually playing and 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 doing things in game other than getting in, doing their dailies and logging out. Daily quests are a chore. It turns it turns a game into a job. I don't want to have to log in to New World every day and do a daily quest because I have I, I am in fear of missing out on some cosmetic or something if I don't log in and do my quest every day whenever I don't either or either you know either I can't log in that day or either I'm trying to force myself to log in that or whatever the case is. I don't I don't I hate daily quests, dude. I hope that they never add those. Dude, uh, so it is cheap content, something that's kind of like, you know, at this point in this stage in the development of the MMOs it should be done away with. No one enjoys the, obviously like, you know, having a, something to do in game is important. Some feeling that you, you know, you're moving towards a goal or whatever you have, but there, there should be creative ways to, uh, you know, to, to keep your player base. And we're going to mention some other ones, obviously, but other than this, because this is something that, you know, people despise after a while. Like, I, I don't want to do the same quest to earn a token that that allows me to to roll on a particular, you know, mount or you know, housing item or something like that. I, you know, I hope that we, you know, and, and some of these other uh, options that we're going to uh, go into are way more viable at this stage in the history of MMOs and daily quests. So I really do hope that they kind of. You know, if if implemented in a way that doesn't make it necessary to do, then fine. Maybe some people do enjoy questing and want to do that on. But typically, to have that as like your main way to progress a character through like in-game content, I'm completely against. Uh, so we'll see. You know, uh, the next one that I that uh, you know I think a lot of people like to do, uh, and and uh, can be fun, and obviously does have some sort of limitation is achievements, Sporty. Uh, are you, I know from playing with you, you're not, but what are your thoughts on like achievement hunting and, and having that as like an end game feature within a game? I think that's great. There's, I, I don't see anything wrong to achievements. I don't really see a downside to achievements. It gives players something to do, something to work for, something to strive for. There's a lot of people out there that love to just go achievement hunting and like 100% a game. And I think with every like DLC or everything they add, there's more achievements they can add, and that can continue to get people to log in. I think achievements are fine. I I, I don't really see a downside to achievements because people like me that I don't I don't want to do achievements. I'm not really missing out by not doing achievements because you you know you get a badge or whatever that says you did it. That's great for those people that want to do that. But for me, like I, I don't want to spend my time in game specifically going out and trying to do that one task to get that achievement. So, but there are a lot of people that do, and that's great. And I, I think achievements are fine, man. I'm I'm all for them, 
all for them implementing some achievements in the game. Yeah, I've done well and then tying like a certain like appearance item or a housing item or, you know, I don't think they're going to yeah. amount to launch, but something like that that doesn't necessarily progress your character in power, but gives you like cool little things to show off in game. I'm 100% behind that. I think you need the reward, the physical reward in game to make achievements worth it for most players. Because, you know, again, like I'm not going to be impressed if someone walks up to me in a in a town and says, I got 20,000 achievement points. I'm going to it doesn't matter. But if they have this cool looking skull mask or, or like, you know, uh, cool looking piano, like this haunted piano in their house from doing like, you know, uh, I collected like, you know, a thousand, uh, you know, ghost parts or something like that. That would be cool, dude. And I hope they I hope they do for sure have some sort of system in the game that rewards players on on stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so this is something that, uh, that is not on the list, but I'm going to throw a curveball at you, dude. Fashion. What do you think about fashion, Bordy, and, and transmogging being part of an in-game uh, experience within a, keeping players progressing at obtaining new and cool outfits? That's a good one, man, and I think that's fine, too. I like that a lot, man. I mean, look at games like Warframe, dude. The end game in Warframe, well, whenever I played, I think there's a lot more to do in that game now, and there was a lot to do whenever I played it, too, but back in Warframe, man, the end game, people called it Fashion Frame because that's what you did. I mean, you 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 did a lot of the content in the game, and then you worked towards building out your frame to look really, really awesome. And I think that's fine. Like I love that stuff. I love diversity in the way in the way you can look in the game, and then and how you can make your character look different than other people's. And the more customizable you can go in that direction, I think is is fine. So I'm all about it. I'm all about adding more fashion options to the game, more ways to obtain those options. You know, maybe through things like achievements, not through daily quests mm -hmm. though. We don't want to do daily quests, but through achievements or. Uh, you know, going out and and, uh, and and looting those items or getting them from a certain boss or whatever the case may be. Uh, that yeah, dude, I'm all I'm all about it. New, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, I, I'm 100% down with uh, you know transmogging and all those like you know appearance items, making my outfit match my mount that matches my house that matches you know what I mean, my weapon. I'm all I'm all down for that type of stuff and and. You know the 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 art design and everything behind New World's very unique, so it'll be kind of cool to see their their spin on on those things if they choose to add those in the game for sure. And I'm okay. I want to recant this a little bit. If daily quests give me a cool looking transmog or something like that, or like a housing thing, I'm fine with that type of thing. That where I don't have to do the daily quest if I don't want to. But I, you know, I think a lot of games tie daily quests into the actual in-game progression, which I'm 100% against because that's boring, kind of boring to me. But, but um, here are some interesting ones, and here, all right, this is something newer, uh, you know, um, that's been done by Black Desert Online, and, and I'm sure another game that I'm not thinking of right now, Infinite Progression Boardy, to where you can infinitely progress through, uh, you know, through experience and through gaining levels. Uh, through crafting, whatever you want to call it. What are your thoughts on infinite progression in an MMO? Yeah, well, New World already has that, man, with the crafting professions. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so uh, you know, I I have mixed feelings about infinite progression, to be honest, because at some point it's like, man, I, I don't know, man. At some point, I want to feel like I achieved what I needed to achieve, right? Like I want to be able to, to log in and, and, and realize that, Hey, I maxed out my crafting here, or I I'm, I'm max level. Now I just need to work on these things or now I'm max level. Now I just get to go do all this cool stuff or whatever. I don't want to have to think that I need to continually grind. Um, 
or whatever. I guess it's fine, but I don't know, man. I have really mixed feelings about it. I, it's, a part of me is like, well, infinite progression is fine for those people that want to just continuously try to strive for that. But then it's like, well, I kind of fall into that boat sometimes of, well, I just want to, I want to be like higher level than somebody else or whatever. I want to have better crafting this person. It's like, I don't want to spend all my time doing that because I can just progress, progress, progress. I just want to hit the max level and then say I'm max level in that and then move on to something else. You know, like I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that. Yeah. It's challenging, dude, because like you said, there is, it is nice to hit max level, it is nice to look forward to new content that will have another, like a new max level. Like, oh, now I'm going to get to grind from like 70, from 60, stuff like that. And I think I've infinite progression games kind of are limited, you know, in that type of expansion to where like, you know, increasing the cap really does nothing since technically you're having to grind, you know, pretty thoroughly to get to the next level anyways. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, I like that they have the crafting that way, uh, increasing your, uh, you know, your ability as a crafter to create high level gear. I think that's okay. But eventually you would think that will backfire, right? Because if it's infinite progression from the jump, how do you make, you know, with, uh, increasing the amount of content you have in the game, how do you make your crafters feel more viable when a new co- or when new content releases? Yeah, and at some point you're gonna have. At some point you're gonna be able to craft everything in the game anyway. And then how how much better can you make that stuff? You don't want to. You don't want somebody to just be leaps and bounds above everybody else and really craft something, right? Because you don't want to create an imbalance with the items people are getting because somebody else has two thousand crafting and and everybody else is sitting down here at at you know five hundred or whatever. Uh, there would have to be some kind of some kind of uh, I don't know, man, uh, soft cap or you something. You know what they I say? You know what they say, Bordy? Uh, well, get good. I mean, I guess, but that's just <laughs> no, bad. I'm against that type of mindset because that two thousand person obviously uh, has a lot of time on their hands. And, to, and does that? But does infinite progression really and truly does that keep people logging in every right, day anyway? Right. You know, because at some point you're gonna like I know in BDO, man, I would hit soft cap and I'd be like, I'm good. Like I don't want to level anymore. I don't want to go grind anymore. Like I feel like I'm at cap, and if I go above that, then great. But if I don't, then I'm cool with that too. And I think that's how most people approach it as well, except for those incredibly hardcore grinders. And maybe that's and maybe that's fine. Maybe that would be fine for everybody. I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm very much on the fence about infinite progression. I, I, I think I'm more on the boat of, of no than yes, but I, that's, that's a tough one. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting topic to go through because, uh, you know, I think a lot of the people that play MMOs do have, you know, things that they are responsible for outside of the game. And when you open up a system like infinite progression, it does open up a can of worms that kind of limits your players that are just as dedicated as the people that have more time, but feel like they're at a disadvantage because they have, you know, they feel obligated to get on and, and to grind out those extra levels. And at some point that can detour people from leveling or like logging in and playing your game. Yeah, versus I actually, think so. Yeah. Uh, because they know, feel like they can never, it. yeah. Cause then they feel like they can never catch up. I know I feel like that. That's one of the reasons that that's a great point because that is one of the reasons I stopped playing BDO because I felt like I had to be on there all the time doing something all the time or else I couldn't compete with everybody else. And I hated that feeling because like, man, I can't, I, I, I can't play that much. And I, I think I bet if I, I don't know what the stats are, but I bet 75, 80% of people that play MMOs nowadays are probably, you know, probably 
mid twenties to, to late thirties and, yeah. and you know, above, right? Because 25 I don't to 35 is like the most populated demographic within the, the MMO community. Right. So when you think about that demographic, that demographic has jobs. They have kids typically, they have lives, they have other things going on that, that they can only play two, you know, two to four hours a night. And that's probably 80% of your population. So do you want to drive them away because 20% of the population is leaps and bounds ahead of them because they can sit there and no life the game? You know, that's a fine line to walk, I think. Yeah, for sure. It's something to be considered, definitely. Uh, so one thing that we want to mention that's already in the game that could possibly be used uh, to, you know, keep people invested in the game and the systems within it. What about wars? Now, we talked a little bit about wars earlier and how many there were in the preview event, um, Bordy. Uh, you know, is that system enough to keep people uh, coming in, you know, worrying about losing your territory and having to do as almost at that point becomes daily mi- daily missions, Bordy, uh, to kind of keep your influence strong in that territory so someone can't come and sweep in and take it behind you. Is that enough uh, to keep people logging in to make sure they maintain these territories and, you know, uh, you know, obviously the progression that they have within them? No. It's not. It's not, man. And I think that that's clear from the preview event. I think that I think that they're on the right track. I, you know, the core gameplay is amazing, but the way wars are set up right now, I don't think I think at some point people would get on, they would get the territory undermined, they would go participate in a war, and if it's the same loop that they have right now on release, then people would eventually get really burned out and they wouldn't play anymore because there's really whenever you really sit there and you break it down, there's not a lot of incentive to to go participate in the war at this point or to or to do the pvp missions to to try to own a territory you know yes your guild gets rich off of it or can get rich off of it from taxing and all that stuff which is great but at the end of the day man like if you have a house there you still keep your house you still keep all your stuff like nothing really changes for the resident other than maybe the taxes and whatever so I, I don't know, man. I think that system really needs to be looked at so that it has replayability within the, within the game. Because as of right now, I, I don't think that it that it, it's enough. I just I don't think that it would that it would cut it, man. I think people would play it, they would enjoy it, they would love it for a while, and then after a few months, people would start to die out because that's just not enough. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. They definitely, I think they're not done adding to that system. Obviously, they have a lot of content that they want to get in before that game actually launches. And that's something they should definitely look at is the the war system and the you know the sieges and how that territory control affects the everyday like life of, of a player and and how it incentivizes you know keeping and maintaining influence or like you know incentivizing playing the game in general because that is one of the systems they already have in place that if they don't do correctly can really like hinder end game uh you know the end game of new world yeah so yeah it's it's fun the wars are fun don't get me wrong i enjoyed the heck out of them but you're right like there's just the way you progress with the wars and all the things you do i don't think it's enough to keep people logging in every day for you know for years to come well it's challenging because if you make it too hard to gain influence and to create a war then there's not gonna be a lot of wars and Mm -hmm. you know people will eventually like you said the population will die down and eventually one guild will be able to rule multiple camp companies because there won't be enough of the other faction or or uh you know company to maintain a settlement uh, outside mm-hmm. of like the main guild in, in the in the server so that's something they got to watch out for too as well as you know it's interesting Bordy, because uh also 
are these sieges, if, if they happen too frequently, are they going to become a, something that's so watered down that like they just become meaningless, right? Like it doesn't even make sense to try to seize this territory because you know that you'll lose it within, you know, an hour or a day or a week or however the window is uh, after gaining it. Yeah, I think that's totally a possibility, man. You don't want to see that happen either because then there's because then again that gives that gives people not a very good reason to spend all the time undermining the territory to get that to get that uh settlement because then you know, yeah, that you're just going to have to fight for it again the next day or whatever the case is. Yeah. Yeah, that it's a fine line there too. So there's some work that needs to be done there. Yes, sir. All right, man. Well, any other things you can think of about like, you know, just daily stuff that that people or they can do to keep people logging in? Man, not off head not off the top of my head. I, I think that uh that those are probably the biggest the biggest items, you know. I mean, we've already covered dungeons and, and things of that nature in the past, and I think that's that's a good reason to kind of keep people logging in. But again, that that content at some point gets gets a little old and a little still too. And so people aren't gonna log in every day. I think you have to have repeatable things, you know, that's something that people want to log in and do. And I think the wars are an excellent reason to keep people logging in constantly for a long time to come. They just need to refine that system a little bit and 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 fine tune it uh, because the wars are super fun and they uh, maybe a little more incentive or something. I don't know, but I I would say one hundred percent double down on that and make that the reason that people want to play the game and log in every day. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, and it, it'll be cool to to see what they do add uh, within this this gap of time between the preview event and launch and uh, obviously i think it's going to be a lot of and they've mentioned this in-game content so we'll we'll be interesting to see what path they choose so that does it uh Bordy. uh if you guys have something that you can think of that that will help people or keep people logging in don't forget to join our discord chat with us uh bring up things we we take uh we love hearing from you guys' feedback, and and we even are open to discussing some of the topics you guys want to hear about or, or uh, bring up on the podcast. So definitely join the Discord, um, as well as you know, leave it in the YouTube comments, whatever you want to do. All right, Bordy, uh, so that about does it for another episode of New World to Go. Why don't you tell people where they can find you? Yeah, man, you can find me over at Twitter at TheBDLG. YouTube is at TheBDLG. Twitch is just BDLG. And then, of course, creating content over at NewWorldFans.com, which is a Studio Loop product. Yes, sir. And I'm Redbird with Y. You can find me on Twitch and YouTube under that name. Uh, on Twitter, I am I am Redbird. Follow the Studio Loot account. I'm going to say that. You're going to hear that every episode for a while. Uh, check that out on Twitter. That's where we put out all of our uh, notifications when a new episode goes live, when we have a new guide available on New World Fans. Uh, you know, all of that stuff you'll find on the New World, uh, the excuse me, the Studio Loot Twitter account. So go follow that for any updates on the podcast. Eventually, we'll be phasing out the uh, Ash. We won't be phasing it out, but it won't be active as far as like you know, active posting and everything goes like, like that, uh, through that goes, it'll be on the studio loot account. So follow that. Thank you guys so much for your continued support. We're going to keep up with these weekly, uh, podcasts. So if you guys want to hear about anything, definitely join the discord. Let us know what you want to hear on the podcast. Uh, until next time, uh, thank you again. And we'll see you on another episode of new world to go. Mm -hmm.